what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Show We got Alex in the studio We got Samaj Kadir out in L.A. Bring us a little L.A. news. Alex in here. We do want to talk about the Dodgers, but we've got a full show ready for you guys. NBA stuff. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about a little T.O. Uh, before we get into all that, um, let me say something to my home team, Diamondbacks. You guys better solidify that bullpen and stop leaving guys on third base with zero outs. I mean, you got a lead leading uh, Upton hitting 306. Uh, betting leading uh, guy. You got pitching, Hudson, and the pitching is getting it done. They only have two pitches over there, and at this time of the season, it's not going to be enough when you get this all-star break, and the all-star is here in Arizona, so that, that's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, we do want to talk about the Phoenix Suns uh, and their draft pick briefly. We're just going to touch on a lot of stuff, and we're going to move on. You listen to the show, you know how we do. Um, but, you know, this morning I found myself, let me ask you guys, are y'all watching the World Cup? Uh, a little bit. I, but I watched the female World Cup. I'm mean, mm-hmm. winning. Yeah. I, I woke I woke up and uh, from start to probably sixty three minutes into the game, I was watching uh, what was it? Uh, Colombia and uh, Sweden. Sweden, Colombia and Sweden, and Colombia was playing so passive that uh, Sweden had about ten fifteen legitimate shots to score. They ended up scoring fifty six minutes into that man. I, I, if you'd have told me, you would have asked me, that, was I going to watch them? I would definitely say no. I'm not watching that. Uh, but I found myself watching, and I found uh, a lot of chance, a lot of times that Columbia could have scored easy, but it was just too passive. I think they coming in knowing they the underdog, didn't even have a that 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 dog to say, well, we the underdog, but we are gonna find a way to win this game. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, the um, I think Sweden's ranked number fit number five in the world, and Colombia I think is thirtieth or thirty first, and. Yeah, it's it's intimidating. I mean, especially on that huge stage. If you're not used to winning as much as Sweden is, yeah. I mean, it's just not. It's it's tougher to win. Yeah, it's tougher they, to bring it. Well, they're in the same bracket as uh, mm-hmm. the United States. They're in the same bracket as Korea, North Korea. Um, so it's North Korea, United States, Sweden, and Colombia, and all of, all these guys are gonna play each other. Uh, so, but the uh, United States probably are playing right now. They're probably just now starting. It's uh, twelve o'clock out that way. Uh, I want to say, and, and they started twelve fifteen. Um, you think we have a chance? I, we always got a chance. And, you know what? I can't. I can't really. If you in it, you you got a chance. Well, the number one in the world. So. Yeah, and they there's some teams better than others. I think they have a chance. It's just a matter of them, them capitalizing. Now, when you say do they have a chance? I thought we would beat Mexico in uh, <laughs> in the Rose Bowl. I thought we would beat them in the Rose Bowl with a two zero lead. 
um, going into the final periods, final minutes, Mexico scored four points, and we lose. I mean, they, they do have a um, they do have a playoff, whereas they can get back into them. They probably will see Mexico again, uh, definitely. But those guys, hopefully, is a great lesson learned in that loss. You two up, you don't lose that game to, mm -hmm. to Mexico. Now, Mexico's not a bad team. Let's just say that right away. But when you got somebody down 2-0, you find a way to put your, your foot on their neck, finish mm -hmm. them off. Yep. All right. Well, let me ask you guys what you guys think about the Terrell Owens situation. I know he was on a movie set, and I asked you, uh, Samaj, I asked you first. But he was on a set. He was doing a reality show, and you was at a premiere or something. Uh, yeah, actually, Wednesday I had the opportunity of screening a movie that he's um, featured in. Actually, he's playing a football player in the movie um, alongside <laughs> of Stacey Dash. Um, it's ironic that um, this came up that he tore his ACL. And actually, they're saying, they're speculating that he could have torn his ACL on the set of another show called Single Ladies, uh, which stars Stacey Dash. So I'm not sure if he tore it on a set or, you know, he was doing something else. You know, they're really not going to say where actually this um, incident happened. So, Well, the, the, he's – he. Can, you say he's starting in the movie and he's playing a football player. T.O. can only do is play a football player. Mm -hmm. Didn't he play in um, – <laughs> Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday he was a receiver there. But it was another movie he played in, too. I think it was – and, again, he was a football player. Um, but he just came off surgery when coming off the Cincinnati Bengals – Horrible year. Didn't he just right. come off? Didn't he just come off a knee surgery there? I don't know. Um, I, I, it, I, thought, I, I thought this was his only one, but it's not. No, no, no. He he missed the season. He missed. Uh, actually, he was a leading receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals team, but that that's not saying a whole lot. Um, <laughs> and, and but you know he dropped as many balls he catch him. And Alex and I were talking about this before the show started that he's in the top three of all. Uh, categories and receiving and uh, receptions and touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, I, I want to say he just came off of surgery in that Cincinnati game. I'm not sure if it was a knee or a shoulder or what have you. But uh, if you just come off surgery and you 36 years old, you should be getting ready for a football season. And, and if right. you and don't let your pride and ego get in the way. Get you a stunt, man. That's everybody <laughs> else has it. Right. Right. Uh, this just has to come with the um, with the distractions that come with the To show. I mean, this is just another example. You know who. Who gets hurt as an NFL player on a reality show set mm -hmm. or in a movie set? You get hurt doing workouts. You get hurt scrimmaging. You don't get hurt, you know, getting your makeup put on and, and talking <laughs> to some chick on a TV show. It just doesn't now, happen. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, that's all I wanted to say. Now, um, now, why do you think they're keeping it on the hush-hush that um, the reason why he got injured? Is it because of um, the Section 3 calls or the um, NFL standard player contracts, you, you know, saying that you can't, um, in, engage in any activity that um, that could cause risk or harm to your personal body. And, and you know what? A lot uh, of guys, I think that's exactly what it is because he can't say he got hurt doing something outside of football. And what they're trying to say is he got hurt working out again. Uh, he tore his knee up working out. But because that we do have, they do have clauses in that contract um, that a lot of guys do not fall, follow. Uh, you watch uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He's he's a poster boy for this. Riding motorcycles, you can't skydive, you can't uh, uh, drag race, you can't do certain <laughs> things uh, when you got a football contract and these guys are paying you millions of dollars. Right. It, it, don't even, it doesn't is even make sense. Is there language for certain players, though, in their, within their individual contract? Is there a certain language that you have to follow? No, well, if I hire you to do something on 
uh, a football field for me, uh, and you choose, you got your own, you can govern yourself. If you get hurt outside of that, then your contract is void. It's null and void yeah, as far he, as I'm concerned. But he doesn't have a team right now, does he? So what contract does he have to follow? It, yeah, and that's why he probably won't get, well, he, he was 36, he's 36 years old, I want to say. Right. Um, so he's looking for a contract. He's looking for somebody to give him a legitimate two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Now, you're right, Alex. He doesn't have a contract. But if I can get come into the season and get a legitimate two-year deal with something guaranteed in, up, up, up in the front, then that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not making movies and tear my knee up. Yeah. Right. So I if don't, you don't have a contract, it, the rules don't pl- apply to you. No, they don't. Actually. It's not like oh, I mean, it's okay. not like he's getting in trouble. He just hurt himself. You right. know, he's not okay, like Kenny so. Britt or, or somebody that. So he's not going to get fined or anything. Like, remember in um, back in around 2004, 2005, when Kellen Winslow he had that motorcycle accident and he ended up having to. Um, uh, not playing the game that yeah, and he got fined all that money. That was so. a, that was another idiot. You right, Kellen Winslow's gr- another another diva. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, that was another envy. <laughs> talking about he's a soldier. All them guys fighting over there, and he's talking about he's a soldier. Yeah. But let me ask you guys this: while we on this subject, uh, do you think uh, athletes should be able to do off season stuff if they have a contract, like reality shows, like uh, making movies and stuff like that? Uh, do you guys think they should be able to do that? I think they should be able to do it um, because there is life after football. And, 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 you know, being a football player yourself, you know, you have a lot of injuries. You have to prepare yourself um, for later on in life. I mean, as long as, like you said, in, in Tio's case, if he got hurt on the set, get a stunt double. You can't do your own stunts because that's going to mess you up for your day job, your, your regular job, what you love to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't think that they shouldn't be allowed to do outside jobs as long as they're not entering themselves. I mean, in most situations, this wouldn't even be. Nobody likes to talk about or look at himself more than To. So most, <laughs> I mean, most, I mean, most I like people. To look at myself, Alex. Yeah, well, you know, we're not. We're not <laughs> that's a whole different show, Kwame. Um, I, you know, like it's not like Adrian Peterson's talking about. Like, Yo, I, I want everybody to look at me more than they already do. So I'm gonna do a reality show. I mean, and this is football. There is no real off. Talk to me. I and mean, there's no real off season for football, right? No, you're he, training all year. It's not like baseball. You can get fat and keep playing. You may, uh, <laughs> you may get a. I, I say this. You, you're right, but you may get it three weeks to um, three to four weeks off. But guys who's really passionate about their craft, uh, they don't take time off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they come off the season, they're not hurt. Gradually, they're doing something slowly but surely, building up to that season where they don't get burned out and, and working out, get burned out in training. So when they get into the football season, they, season they playing at a high level. There's really no off season in football, but um, and, and I go back and forth with should these guys be able to do something because NFL won't let you market it, market yourself. They'd rather market you and get the money off you. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want a contract with the your cert, your certain team, then the whole entire NFL get the market market you as an athlete, as that person, be the face of that uh, um, NFL brand and get money off you. So so it's kind of back and forth with me as far as could these guys do some off-season stuff. But at the same time, if they get hurt doing them, they got to understand that that contract can be voided. Yeah. Right. I mean, and most, most uh, NFL players don't do – I mean, most people that do reality shows need the money. Or like, or, or you know, are starting to come up. They're not at the peak of where they want to be financially. Tio's got more money than God. Why is he doing this? There's no reason <laughs> except he's for an idiot, right? Well, and he likes being looked at. I guess. I mean, do we got a um, Derek Kennard on? Line? Yes, you do, big fella. How you doing there, Mark? D- Derek, how long you been holding on? 
Oh, just for about two minutes. I apologize. We usually try to get our guests right on. Derek Kennard has his show uh, here at Voice America Sports. We appreciate you. Derek, you on with Alex and uh, Samaj. Uh, Sam- How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Derek? Oh, awesome. How are you guys doing? Well, we appreciate you calling <laughs> in. We always doing good. You know, had a little episode a couple weeks ago. Uh, everybody thought I was going to go into the upper room. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> how that worked. <laughs> I don't know how that word came out. Yeah. You, you look. What? Yeah, but, hey, uh, could, you talk about the upper room. You talk about going to heaven. And you, talk about, you talk about checking out, big fella. That's what, that, that's what they were saying. You tell one person one thing, and it run with it. I said Bankson. Oh, did I say his name, Michael Bankson? <laughs> yes, yeah, I said. Um, he he was calling me. I said, No, nah, man, I'm in the hospital. I can't do none of that stuff. And I'm getting checked up at this point. Uh, next thing I know, I'm hearing that Kwame had a heart attack. Kwame had a heart attack. He's sick. I think he's about to die. I'm like, I'm like, what? And who told who told you this? Then I said, Banks, and I, I texted my cusses, I cussed him out, boy. I said, man, I said, what you going around? I go to a, I go to a Nick Lowry had a uh, event uh, the other day, and I go yeah, there, uh, yeah, and I'm like, uh, I said, where you get this information from? Every guy I asked said, oh, Banks and said something about you, huh? <laughs> I said, this mother, I cussed, boy, I cussed him out. <laughs> Well, you know, it, when it, by the time it came to me, it's, it, they, they mentioned to me that you had a, a, a colonoscopy, when, and, uh, <laughs> and told me that the, the doctor, the doctor had both hands on, on your shoulders, man. So I said you had a problem. No, man, uh, I got an angiogram and all that. Make sure I didn't have any blockage in my heart, nothing like that. Uh, well, but, I was worried about your Kwame, but I didn't think he was going to the upper room. No, nah, I go. <laughs> Shoot. I wasn't going to plant that seed. I wasn't going to plant that seed. I don't even know if they, they, they might not even take me to the upper room. I don't know. I, 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 might, I might be in purgatory for a while before they decide what they're going to do with me. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but we, we, got about, we got about another minute, but I do want to get uh, DK's opinion on, um, you know, we're talking about this T.O. and should athletes be able to have an off-season job while they're under contract, uh, you know, just T.O. Ensign, just not T.O. Now, if, if, if um, Heinz Ward is able to dance with the stars, that's a reality show, if you yeah. ask me. Then, yeah, yeah, then uh, I think T.O. and other guys, Ocho Cinco, uh, well, let's call that boy Chad Johnson. His mama named Chad, I'm going to call him Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it, brother. But, but these guys... Uh, these guys have to market themselves, and they do a good job at it. But then if the NFL can't make money off you, then the NFL fine you for making money off yourself. And it's crazy. And we'll take a break. We'll come back in about two minutes. Kwame Lasso the Sports. We got Alex, Derek Kennard on the line, Samaj Kadir in L.A. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? 
Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports hey welcome back to the quorum for sports show we got alex in the studio samaj kadir out in la and we got Dirk. Nah, Dirk. Let me add, before I get into that TO situation. Actually, tell me a little bit about your show, man. I came on your show and I actually had a great time. You you got a show here at Voice America Sport. Yes, my show uh, airs on Monday evenings from five to six, and we're talking about the NFL collegiate ball, and uh, we we just mix it up quite a bit and have a, have a uh, awesome time talking about some of the issues and and some of the problems that's going on around the NFL as well as the NCAA uh, collegiate football, and we we have guests on the show. That we we have discussions and we, we we do it live right on the show. So it's it's an awesome time of. of um, one-hour show that that uh, just has a has a whole host of guys that come on and talk about these different issues that pertaining to the collective bargaining agreement, um, the NCAA with their double-edged sword of <laughs> all the problems that they're having in the NCAA with with the infractions that this imposed upon these in, these football teams, and it's it's just. A lot of different issues that we talk about. But, hey, uh, about T.O. T.O. got hurt on the set of PH1. I do believe that they should allow athletes to uh, promote themselves, of course. Well, in this situation, in in T.O.'s situation, he's not under contract, so it's perfectly fine with him. But I got got Derek Kennard under contract, and you do have a Super Bowl ring, don't you? (laughs) I got you under contract. You can't go skydiving. You can't no, go. Yeah. You, you can't go. You can't motorcycle race. You can't do no. anything that's going to jeopardize the money I invested in you, and, and what you're going to bring to the team is the reason why you're here. And then you get hurt on off season, and I can't count on you for three, four games. 
So I, I, I can, like I said, I go back and forth with that. And I think you should be able to market yourself because when you try to market yourself, you get fine. But there's ways of doing it. You got publicists and, and and marketing departments like that. They should be doing it. And when you doing when you, when you do it like that, maybe go work through your foundation. Show up here and do that and do this. Uh, right. But but yeah, I, I go back and forth with that, man. Yeah, that's a, there's a way to go about it. You can you do things through your foundation, your nonprofit uh, uh, organization that you you're working with. But you know, uh, as a TO situation, TO's working on DH1. He's not under contract. He's promoting himself. I believe he's trying to transition his life beyond football, after okay. football, and and it's I think it's a wonderful thing that he's trying to bridge his uh, his. Well, well, his acting skills, his somewhat acting skills into his, uh, into his off season or and or life after football. It's wonderful that he's trying to do that because we have so many guys in the NFL that that does not make that transition uh, well at all. You know, beyond hey. the life of football, you, and he's trying to make that bridge. And I mean, the, the twilight zone has, has come and. He's just torn his ACL up, and he's trying to make a decision on whether to get this thing done. He better get it done so he can get back out on the field if if anybody are taking. Well, some of some of what you said, and and uh, Samaj Samaj uh, went to a premiere, a movie premiere, and he's acting like a football player. The only thing he's acting about, he's not bringing the drama to his team. Now, some of the stuff you said, uh, DK, is 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 a great topic for another show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like the um, transitioning. Did the, does right. does the NFL have programs where we can transition from? Do we? Do we? A lot of us come from different places. A lot of us right. not. A lot of us not taught to handle millions of dollars. And you right. grew up, you didn't have handle have millions of dollars. So you put you try to put the right people around you, and they end up being the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Right. And but like I said, that's just something for another show when we get onto that. We. <laughs> We definitely gonna crash your show on Mondays, DK. So be be, be ready for Please that. Do. Please do. Uh right, let's get into some. Uh, let's get into that bankruptcy filing leaves the Dodgers in limbo. Uh, th- this guy bought the team in 2004. Alex, uh, what, what you got to say about that, man? Well, uh, pretty much the team is starting to uh, turn into shambles. Um, they are 775 million dollars in debt, which is wow. above the MLB. I mean, that's not. It's a balloon. It's a huge number, but most people buy the team for you know about four hundred. I think he bought the team for four hundred mil. Um, the problem with this guy is um, they, him and his wife, or soon to be ex-wife, use this team as their personal piggy bank. Right. They've taken out, in essence, they took out a second and third mortgage on this team. You know, they've bought they've bought several mansions in um, the Palisades, Malibu, and Beverly Hills in L.A., the poshest places of L.A. Um, they've liquidated about a hundred million. To their own to, to their own accord. So whatever they want to do with it, that's what they did. Um, and uh, they used the bankruptcy as just as just a waiting t- as a waiting game. You know, they're taking the bankruptcy and hoping that they can buy some time to to get some sort of deal done with Fox, so they could actually keep the team. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the the newest thing. One last thing, Samaj. The newest thing they the newest thing they did. They uh, took out a hundred fifty million dollar loan from a subsidiary of uh, J P Morgan Chase. Hundred fifty million dollars, ten percent interest a month, and a four and a half million dollar fee on it. So this isn't going to end well. They're going to they're going to be down a billion dollars before they know it. And I just don't I don't understand how they're going to come back from this. See, Samaj, the the people in L A. If you're not the Lakers, stop trying to be the Lakers, be Hollywood and all that. <laughs> trying to trying to do that. Like I would say, they're taking out 
uh, loans and mortgages on on the team. When they got like six or seven guys, they still have to pay. That's not even on that team. So yep. I, I don't, Smarge, I don't know what you heard out there. Well, um, I'm. You said they were seven hundred seventy-five million dollars in debt. If they're that much in debt, why would he only ask a judge to um, approve for a hundred million, a hundred fifty million dollars, um, so they can uh, deal with the everyday uh, financing operations of the team? Like that doesn't. Well, so they could pay the players on the thirtieth. That's one of the main reasons. Uh-huh. So we could keep because if they can't do that, then the MLB is going to take over the take over the team, and it'll be toast well, they either way. Say, they did say he was under under pressure right now because it is time for them uh, to make payments. Well, uh, he, he he put that pressure on himself. Yep, he put that pressure on himself. DK, you could chime in on this, but but when you when you have people that's not on your when you got guys that are not on your team and you still have to pay a total of uh, let's say about sixty million dollars out. Uh, one guy coming out of high school, you owe him five hundred thousand. He's never played before. Uh, so when you put that pressure on yourself, uh, you take these loans out, and you're getting a divorce, and then you're using it, you're using that organization to back um, to back your um, financial resources. That that's on him. And what he tried to do is file a chapter eleven, so Bug Silly won't get the team. Uh, right. And then it, then he no longer able to get it back, so he put it in the bank's hands so he can get that 150 where he can make payroll on uh, the 30th. Yeah, this has been coming for a while now. <clears throat> this uh, this has been coming for a while. Carla, you have this uh, couple has been going through this divorce for for over what a year and a half or two years now, and I tell you this: the, the mismanagement of the general manager uh, allowing. Uh, all this, all these guys to be paid um, that aren't even on the team anymore. So, right. and, you know, that's a big part uh, part of the mismanagement of, of the general manager. Uh, but you know, you take it to the ownership of bringing this, bringing their uh, their marriage into this to the business part of this. This, you know, they should have been able to uh, ascertain this way prior to this coming to the public. Yeah, and and we having a situation out here, DK. Out in Arizona, with the uh, Phoenix Coyotes, and somewhat in that situation, as far as bank, as far as the bankruptcy is concerned. Now, when the Dodgers, uh, and I think we all agree, get put up for auction or get taken from this guy, who do you guys see taking over this team? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I said it last week. I'm going to continue to say it. Uh, he's not what the other owners want. He, he's not going to be uh, invited into their fraternity, so to speak, that easily. But this guy's got deep pockets, and he knows how to make. Obviously, knows how to make championship teams out of teams that are struggling. I mean, this team has uh, this team has a better record on the road than at home. So it's obviously affecting the whole city of L.A. And it's just, yeah. I think Mark Cuban will be the man. Well, yeah, L.A. love their Dodgers. I'm not gonna lie about that. I mean, I mean, they their fan base is mostly Mexican. I mean, they come out and they support no matter what. Um, now, one thing that it, I mean, it's not affecting them all on the field or whatever because they won last night. But um, basically, it's over for uh, McCourt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, Mark Cuban, uh, if, if if he is the guy, well, there's six NFL owners that has other um, professional teams out there, so I could see Mark Cuban owning the Dallas Mavericks and then trying to get this Dodgers team, and they love their Dodgers so much, uh, Kadir, that they are. And next to the last place in the West, <laughs> they need to <laughs> they need to start winning some games. And here, here's the he people went down after uh, Ramirez a little bit after that scandal with him. Well, man, it was taking some female hormones, uh, so I don't know what what happened with that. As far as he can just walk away, and that's what I always say about uh, the professional sports that we play. 
football, people think there's guarantees. When you see a guy holding out, you want to talk, say something bad about him the whole time he's holding out, but you not you do not understand the situation. He's not right. holding out for that huge dollars that you think he is. He's holding out for some guarantees. Now, in basketball and baseball, these guys can sign today and say, I got a headache tomorrow. I don't think I can play the rest of my career. And that money is guaranteed to him. Manny Ramirez is going to get $21 million for something he did to himself, um, breaking the, uh, the laws, the, breaking the uh, substance abuse uh, situation, fans or whatever, it's laws. And then you got um, then you have uh, Andrew Jones. That's eleven million dollars. Uh, they all a lot of these guys. Two point seven million to Marquise Grissom. He haven't played since two thousand two, right? Which is crazy. They they owe a lot of money out there. And when you're trying to keep up with the Los Angeles Lakers, in my opinion, when they when they out there in L.A., you're trying to have that glamorous stuff. You you most teams don't get paid a lot of money when they win championships. You lose money when you're winning. Uh, so now, like, we, I can go over there to the Arizona Cardinals. They get a lot of money because they, they wasn't always winning, but they benefit from the TV money, TV revenue. They benefit for everything the other leagues, the other teams in the league uh, are allowed allowed to have. So it, it's, it's kind of crazy out there right now it's, it's, uh, as far as what this owner going to do and how it's going to all come down. Well, these people are still going to get paid because MLB, they're going to step up and pay everybody, the players, um, the people that he owe, and basically they're taking over the Dodgers at this point. Now, Jamie McCourt, she still owns 50% of the team, I do believe, and basically she could possibly be the help that the franchise needs to keep them out of bankruptcy. Well, if she's if she's part of her husband's deal and situation, I can't even see uh, the in the uh, MLB trusting her and running a uh, baseball team. Yeah. No, but I'm saying she can stop them from going into bankruptcy. By what? Not taking a uh, prenup uh, or not taking that money that he's going to have to pay her in his divorce? And selling their 18 houses in Beverly Hills? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who needs uh, three or four mansions? Nobody. They got, they got more than that. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, three or four mansions. That's I don't, greed. And it's all in the same state. Yeah, it's all in the same city. They're all 15 right. miles away from each other. Right, that's the same strip, Pacific Palisades. I got a, I got a question for you. Do you think that um, if Mark Cuban were to buy the team, that the Mavericks would hate him for buying an L.A. team? Do you think that there would be, be a conflict of interest, even though it's different sports? I'll tell you this. I'm going to answer that on the other side of this break. Hey, this is Kwame Lasso of the Sports. <laughs> we got Alex in the studio. Samaj Kadir. We got DK still on the line. Thanks for chilling with us, buddy. Yeah, I'm still here, brother. Okay. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the show. We got Alex in the studio, Samaj Kadir out in L.A. We got Derek Kanaan, who has his own show on Mondays from 5 to 6, right, D.K.? Yes, sir. 5 to 6 on Voice America Sports. Hey, I, we do want to talk some basketball, but, but Alex asked me a question, uh, and I think we can, go around, uh, we can go around the mic and uh, answer this. But I say, um, would the Dallas Mavericks fans be upset with Mark Cuban if he bought an L.A. team, knowing that the Dallas Mavericks have no have will ills to Los Angeles? I think um, if you understand that he's a billionaire businessman, uh, I think you can't get in the way with him buying and doing what he does best. This is how he makes his money, making these type of moves. Uh, I'm sure some will be upset. But these guys, just Dallas Mavericks, they just won the NBA championship. So uh, understand where this guy is coming from as far as a business perspective. Uh, He's trying to make more money. Uh, I wouldn't say trying to make more money. He's trying to stay the businessman he is, trying to stay on that edge. Uh, and I think Mark Cuban, you know, I, I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a good businessman because at the same time he is a fan of of all sports. Uh, I think absolutely, he, absolutely, Kwame. You know, the, this young man, uh, Mark Cuban, he he's a businessman. He sees a great commodity with with the with the Dodgers being having a great fan base out there. Man, that is that is a gem of a financial uh, model that this young man is is to go out and purchase that ball club. And you know what? There is not a conflict of interest because there's two different um, two different sports, two different sports. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know why not? Yeah, I, I, I see. Uh, yeah, I see this guy just making just making business moves. I don't see him. Uh, right. uh, and, and then you did hit on something. They're two different sports, so it's right. not like he's buying the uh, L.A. Clippers. Yeah. Uh, it's not like he's doing that. And how much would this team cost anyway if, if they have to sell it? Is it four hundred million still? Because I, I know McCourt bought it for four hundred million, and he bought it in two thousand four. Though we sitting here in two thousand eleven, I would assume it'd be a little bit more at least. I, mean, I would think, but I, I honestly don't know. You think they're not winning games like they would? Well, right. well, Samaj and you and DK say the fans out there love them. Even they with, even them. even they they know they love the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Even with this recession and everything, they still get out to see those games. So oh yeah, they do. And, and being a fan, Mark Cuban being a fan as himself, that should feed into what he want to do. Uh, if you can get that fan base, I'm, I'm sure he's gonna look out, look at the fine print, look at all the numbers, uh, see what uh, T's across and I's are dotted before he even get into something like that, which makes sense. Uh, but 
No, I, I, I don't think, Alex, to answer your question, I don't think um, Dallas Mavericks guys or just the Dallas city of Dallas would be too upset because he's not buying another basketball team in L.A. Uh, but that was a good question. Fair so mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys about this. Um, not that Serena and Venus were are out of the uh, open, but let me, let's go into some basketball, the NBA draft. You guys watch a little bit of that? We talked, yes. we talked about who was going to get drafted. I also had something on the fan page, uh, uh, try to get some guys some Energy Force braces. Go to energyforce.com, uh, check out their Energy Force braces. Great deal. Um, I'll be giving some away if, if people can uh, check the fan page or listen to the show, answer some trivias and questions like that. We'll definitely give you some free braces, any kind you want. Go out there on energyforce.com and see which ones you like. Now, I'm here in Arizona, so I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns and who they drafted. Markeith Morris. I, Alex shaking his head as I'm saying this. I, <laughs> felt, I think that was a good pick. They got a forward guy, not because he went to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> not because uh, uh, he's in Kansas. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, think, I think at 13, uh, the Phoenix Suns chose a, a, a good uh, small forward type guy who can score, Markeith Morris. Somebody, some say that Marcus Morris, who went right after him, is a lot better than him. But I, I don't think you can go wrong with two juniors coming out uh, and, and what the Phoenix Suns did. Yeah, what about uh, Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez? They said Robin Lopez was. They, they have this affinity for drafting the the weaker brother. And this, tra- this Robin time, Lopez is a joke. He's yeah. too soft. And the same. Uh, they they drafted. Uh, they drafted Blake Griffin's older brother too. Um, but Marcus Morris was the better of the two, and they had a chance to draft him, and they still didn't. So I I I do not understand who, that pick at all. I, this is what the, I, and this, they still. This is what I get to. Who was born first? Uh, give me a break. Really? You're going to pull that? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Then that's got to go first. They could have drafted Kawhi Leonard, and they didn't. <laughs> they could have drafted the – I mean, he, Kawhi Leonard was supposed to go top five, top six, and he was, he was still there, and they didn't draft him. So well, I, you, I don't get the Suns. Well, you know they're talking about bringing a guy who uh, – is he in New Orleans, or is he with the Charlotte Bobcats? Um, he's opting out his contract. I think it was at Chandler. Let me look that up. But it was Chandler. Yeah. He's, he's bringing him in to help out with uh, Marquise. And that would be a great addition that Marquise can learn on there for a good, strong year or two. Uh, and that will help the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns has a lot of gaps right there. Uh, uh, when they left, when they lost uh, D'Antonio to New York, I thought there was a lot of gaps left because they, they, didn't, they don't play defense. But here was their defense where they run teams out the gym and it's too late to come back at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So. I think they need to start playing defense. Well, you know, you know what, there, Kwame. The, the Suns got to get uh, younger. They, they're they're an old ball club. They they got to get younger, and they need some big presence in the in the middle, and they need some production out of their big guys. They're getting no production from their big guys, and they're getting very little uh, help from the bench. So the Suns, the Suns need a they need a whole lot of help, big fella, and they got to get younger. I mean, you got. Uh, Grant Hill, he's, he's, he's way over the hill. He's <laughs> 38. <laughs> but you know what? You say that about Grant Hill. You say that about Grant Hill. But Grant yeah, Hill, he, had, he hasn't been playing a lot, though. He was injured for about – he's like Penny Hardaway. Yeah. You wonder why he's in the league so long, but he's, he's been injured mm-hmm. for about six of those years. So yeah, I think it's – I'm, I'm not one uh, to really say a guy should be at the lead or when, she, when he should unless his productivity on the, on the court or the football field – is is demise is is, is falling off, but right. but but Grant Hill is thirty eight, and I hear I see where you're going with that DK. Uh, but mm-hmm. they 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 need some defense. You got to play defense yeah. if you want to win. You got to have a solid a solid bench. 
um, if you want to win. And they need some help from their big guys. They got no help from their big guys, man. You you got Lopez. Lopez not giving them anything. I body Lopez up right now. Yeah, but they have they have they have Marcin Gorta right now, who could be an all star next year. Yeah, I said oh it here first. God. I said it here first. <laughs> I said it here first. He he on, got no. I'm I'm not banking on it, but he had more double doubles than any six man in the he NBA got, last uh, year, and he was there for 20 games or 25 games. Because they were playing for nothing. He got too many pumps in his coffee. Remember that. He, hey, he, hey, 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 him and Steve Nash are going to make some music next year if, if Steve Nash stays. Well, they, they, wow. He, here's, here's, wow. <laughs> I'm not saying all-star for sure. Come on. He's you in the West. all-star. I, I said he could be an all-star. Well, here, here's I don't want to run the tape back, though. Here's where I thought the Phoenix Suns made a huge mistake. When the rumors came out of shopping Steve Nash, you don't, you, that's, that's behind a closed door. You're talking about a guy who's, who's done everything for your team. Uh, you can bring new guys in. He's always made them better. He d- he really don't. He really doesn't have any real superstars. Grant Hill, uh, thirty eight, but he's serviceable. He he go out there and get it done. He's more a leader on the court than uh, anything. Uh, but when you t- and we talk about Lopez, Lopez is probably the s- softest guy in the league. One yeah. of them. He. But but when you talk about, I think they made a huge mistake when before I say three months before uh, free agency came up and. Three months before the draft, they were talk. They were trying to get everybody to buy season tickets. And how are you gonna tell me bring a season buy a season ticket when you might not even have a Steve Nash on your team? Who am I coming to watch? And right. I, if I'm a fan, I'm a fan. I got to support my team. I'm out here in Arizona. I'm from Virginia. I'm out here in Arizona. So I'm I'm supporting the Arizona teams. I, I it's crazy uh, that people don't do that a lot. I mean. People that are that's in Arizona didn't have teams for a while. I know when I came here, I was playing for the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm like, this is our stadium, which was a college stadium, ASU stadium. But right. why are they out here rooting for the other team? I thought that was crazy. I said, if you live yeah. here, don't root against us, and then the next day talk bad about us. So, right. so I, me being here in Arizona, I, I try to root for all the Arizona teams, even the Rattlers. <laughs> now, I want. Wow. One thing I was thinking about is the last 10 years, they traded away the draft rights to Rajon Rondo. They traded, they let Joe Johnson go. They traded Amari Stoudemire and got four role players that would have, that made up the same amount of money that they would have paid Amari, you know, less $5 million. They're doing, this is their fault. This whole thing that they're in shambles yeah. right now, they've given away all the possibilities. You think Rondo wouldn't have been a good backup for Steve Nash? Man. Steve would have been gone already and they would have just yeah. given the reins to him. And, and then they, uh, yeah, it would have been a conversation of, do we keep Steve Nash? When you know you couldn't shop Steve Nash because he doesn't play defense. But when you know, <laughs> but when you know you couldn't shop him, then you could easily let him go because you got Rondo. Mm-hmm. But they had another point guard over there too that came off the bench uh, from was it from Brazil or somewhere? Uh, Barbosa. Uh, Barbosa. And I thought he was good. I thought he had more of a, a street basketball game, or much, much so of a slasher, and can get to the rim and basket a lot. Um, but th- you're right. The Suns brought all this on themselves. Hopefully they can put a good product on the court next year and give us something to cheer about. But if you're a fan, you're a fan, then you, that's, leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that, uh, that the Barbosa situation is a, a whole, whole different spin on that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Him and Nash, him yeah. and Nash you know how that went out, bro. Hey, hey, the baby came out, man, and it didn't look like Nash. It was brown. <laughs> the brown baby look just like look, look just like Barbosa. Come yeah. on, baby. <laughs> he, he came out speaking uh, Brazilian. Oh, it's so bad. What's the language in Brazil? What's, it's so bad. I, I, what's the language out in Brazil? I say Portuguese. Bra- oh, Portuguese. That's Portuguese. right. Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. Baby. He came Man. out speaking Portuguese, huh? <laughs> it's so bad. Hey. 
See, that's why that's why the shows like these these reality shows, this basketball wives stuff, and and half of them not even wise. You can't get these. I, you know what? I need to have my show at night like DK, so I can say a whole bunch. So I can have, so I can say a whole bunch of things. But you can't get these uh, hoochies. Yeah, yeah. You can't get these hoochies. All these uh, all this publicity. They ain't made one basket yet. Then, wow. like in that case, if 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 it's true that uh, Barbosa and Steve Nash's wife, that's uh, it's, it's a crazy situation. It's crazy. <laughs> well, okay. Somebody pay me. It's something not his. <laughs> not his. <laughs> not his. Uh, it, it did not come out looking like Chucky. Hey, but I tell you this, Steve Nash, he's never uh never slowed his game down. I don't no, think. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. But he, I, I tell you what, Barbosa left the club in a hurry. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even see him get on the bus. Man, they shopped that guy out of there so quick. Uh, they, to the worst basketball city in the world, yeah. <laughs> or and not even in this world, in another country. <laughs> they shopped this guy out there so quick. He got uh, he can go play with Rubio. Rubio is a uh, well, he's in Minnesota, right? Who? Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he will be. He be in Minnesota with, with your boy uh, Love. They were talking about yeah. bringing Love over here to Phoenix, and I thought that would have been a good addition. And we talked and we talked a lot about Love up here that how he's he made his first All Star game, uh, but he's in Minnesota. He's the only go to guy out there. Uh, so I think now they're trying to bring some. We talk about scenarios where you could get him some help, uh, trade uh, Gasol over there with Ricky Rubio coming in, uh, and maybe in Minnesota uh, win five more games. But yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a drop in the bucket, brother. Come on. I I do want to know about that uh, Jim Ferret, and I asked Alex about that. Do you think that was a a business move as far as ticket sales, or do you think he's that good to go number ten? Uh, both. Um, he's him and Tyreek Evans will will fill those stands every night. That backcourt is gonna be the most most uh, newsworthy this year, you know, because Russell Westbrook, those young guys are all news because they've done stuff now. But if they can turn around that franchise, first of all, it'll keep Sacramento in Sacramento right. and not make them, you know, move to you know Timbuktu wherever they were gonna move. But um, yeah, I think it was. I think Jimmer's gonna be better better than people think. Okay. Well, here's the deal. We got another segment coming up. We got about that segment is probably nine minutes. We'll come back. We'll talk about some other things. Uh, go around the mic and see what's going on. Kwame Lasso Sports. We got Alex, Samaj, and DK. Hey. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Looking for a top show about horse racing and handicapping? Looking to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies website where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. Listen for top plays for the weekend in the spot play of the week and win prizes just for listening. Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer is live Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Cromulas of the Sports. I'm in my sexy voice mode. We got uh, Alex in the studio. Are we talking DK like on <laughs> <laughs> DK on a mic at the uh, DK. I don't know where you at the house or somewhere. Yeah, man, I'm at the house. We got Hello. Samaj Kadir in LA. Hey, I'm not gonna sit here and let y'all talk about Steve Nash like that. Uh, Steve, if, if you listen to this show, uh, you know I didn't say anything. We'll 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 golf later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe y'all. I'm trying to get Steve Nash. I'm trying to get Steve Nash on the show. Y'all just can't talk about him like that. Because I, I want him to come on the show. I got mad love for Steve Nash, man. I just, you know, I, I, it's an unfortunate situation that happened to him uh, with this. He, I think he was blindsided uh, with this happening with, you know, his uh, former teammate, DeAndre Barbosa, and uh, the situation between him and his wife and having the baby. Well, and, let me ask uh, you this. Let me ask you this. How, how and when could that have happened? Was Barbosa hurt and they was on a road somewhere? Yeah, he, he was yeah. hurt. One of the he was hurt for a long time, two years ago, I think, or yeah, last year. Well, I, two that years is ago. crazy. He was hurt. and He was lonely. Well, y'all was talking. <laughs> yeah. You make me want to listen to your show now, Steve Nash. I I, I, I apologize, Steve Nash. If you listen to these by phones, uh, these. <laughs> I apologize. Turn on us like that, though, Kwame. <laughs> I'm trying to get Steve Nash on the show. I'm trying to do some work I with Steve Nash, and y'all, you. y'all just, y'all just killing it. I know. Like I said, I got bad love for little Steve Nash and the skills, man. But it's unfortunate <laughs> situation that occurred, man. Hey, man. Let, let, let me ask you this, and then I want to come to uh, Samaj about. Uh, what's that guy named? Royal Metal Be Free or something like that? <laughs> Ron Artes. Is that guy crazy? Let's just, let's just go right into that. Okay. So uh, I think it was Friday or Thursday, Ron Artes, he went to the Los Angeles County Supreme Court. He requested to get his name changed, check this out, to Meta, M-E-T-T-A, World Peace. Meta, that's a Buddhist name, I suppose, and uh, the term means a strong wish for the welfare and happiness of others. Now, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but how is, what are we supposed to put on his jersey if he gets his name changed? He, he might been approved. What does Samaj Gadir mean? Samaj means newsworthy servant of the capable one. Uh-huh. Samaj mean, meaning newsworthy. Okay. Well, I, what, Ron, I'm just going to put our test. I mean, they got if, if his name, well, you know, they did the same thing for uh, yeah, Chad yeah, Johnson. If you, can, if you get Ocho Cinco yeah, on the back, you just, yeah. He can put, uh, I guess you put the initials or something. I don't know. But he won't meta world peace. We're going to put peace on his jersey. I mean, meta. I mean, yeah, I don't might know be. what he's going to want. Yeah. I mean, this is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Ron Artest was like a bad boy. He should have been playing with the Detroit Pistons in 89. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he has calmed down, but his game, him calmed down to the level that he is right now, diminishes his game. Right. Diminishes his game. And then we yeah. have a guy, World Be Free in the league, changed his name to World Be Free. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 
<laughs> that guy will shoot your lights out. Boy. Yeah. Lights out. But Ron Artest is more defensive-minded guy who can score. He can cover everybody on the court. Except yeah. maybe, except the center. But he will get that guy a hard time for 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing for him. Maybe he's changed his whole mindset. You said it was Buddha, right? Buddhist, yeah. Buddhist, okay. That was that same thing it's Tina Turner was on? Meditation, yeah. It's Buddhist, they meditate a lot. Yeah. I meditate. I'm not Buddhist. <laughs> but you don't meditate to that little booty, Buddhist thing either. No, I don't, me- I don't meditate. Yeah, to, I don't, don't meditate to the booty. Yeah. No. I wonder about the, uh, the state of mind that he's in with his psychological uh, profile that he's having on himself right now he's he's you know what about his mama his mama gave him a name and now he's he's you know he's changing that and then you know i like him when he didn't comb his hair (laughs) (laughs) yeah dk you bring up a good point though your mom your mom gave you this name but he did maybe his whole mindset has changed on who he is right now but your mom gave you the name do you you want to change it i I don't know maybe you in a different as a you're in a different state uh, in your life where it's time to make some changes. So maybe that's maybe that is what it was. I, yeah, I don't, it I, may be. You don't know the state of what, where his, uh, his state of mind is right now, and you know he has a lot of psychological issues. I'm wondering right. if, if he's taking his medication. Is he okay? <laughs> Let me ask you this. <laughs> well, it could right. be just the religion. It could be just the religion. You know, Buddhists. There are Buddhists out there that change their name, sure. just like sure. um, it Muslims. Could be. So. But he does have a line of mental issues. Maybe this is another uh, 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 publicity stunt. Who knows? Well, Ron Artest, I'm trying to get you in the show, and I can't believe they're talking about you like this. You, you can, you can name. <laughs> so so I, I don't, I don't know what to say else about that. Let's talk about. Let me ask, we'll, hey. Wait, we'll see a lot more of Ron Artest though uh, this season on the Basketball Wives because they're doing it LA style. So I'm sure we'll see his wife, get a little bit more into his life then. His wife, he's married. Yeah, oh. kids. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to be married to have kids or have kids to be married. I'm about to flip the script on y'all. I'm, I want to talk about uh, Pryor. Somebody give me some info on uh, Terrell Pryor. Is this guy going to be able to make it in the league the way with, the, with everything on his back coming in? And you can say the same thing about Cam Newton, but Cam Newton went first pick to uh, Carolina Panthers. Terrell Pryor and all that Ohio State nonsense that he put on that team – put that stress on the guys, his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a supplemental draft, is this guy going to be able to play quarterback? No. no. We got four minutes to close, and Alex said no. <laughs> you, um, <laughs> he says no. He says no. I, I think he has to have a, be in an offense that, that is accustomed to him and his style of play. He likes to have the option of both running the ball and or passing the ball. I think he can thrive in a, in a pistol-type offense that was, was uh, innovated by uh, Coach Chris Hall out of University of Nevada, my alma mater. Check that. Check that. You know what? I, I think he's going to have to be in a program where there's a starting quarterback there, um, and he's going to have to sit for three years. He got to learn how to play the NFL game. Uh, he's going to have to learn how to play this game because I don't like my quarterbacks to run first and pass second. I think if he was to come into the league, as soon as he gets in a situa- adverse situation, he's going put, to put the ball down and run, where most quarterbacks take a sidestep or a step up and throw and make a complete, a complete pass to their uh, receivers. Yeah, uh, just, just because he's not going to be a quarterback, I don't think doesn't mean he's not going to throw the ball. 
You know, like he'll, I mean, if the Wildcat offense is, because he's tall, so it's not right. like he's Pat White, he's tiny, like in Miami. <laughs> like he, he can throw the ball. I think, I mean, he could be quarterback, but I think a Wildcat, man, he'd be, he'd be filthy in a Wildcat offense without tall he is. I don't know how many uh, pro teams going to run a Wildcat. I mean, and, and you know what they call it? It calls it, it's a flush package. You got four receivers, uh, one back, and, and you can do it like that. But that's already been uh, in the league. And if you're going to pass all day, then you be, your team is now one-dimensional. I like balanced offenses where when I, I say balanced, maybe 60-40, yeah. and that's one way or another. Um, but you have to be able to run the football in the National Football League. You have to be able to stop the run in the National Football League. And if he can't, if he comes to the team where there's a veteran quarterback, um, I, I think a team like, and I say this because I think Michael Vick, and I'm not saying he should be, he belongs in Philly. I'm just saying the situation. Michael Vick will be in uh, Philly for another three years. He got three years to learn under him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got three years to learn on, over a guy his caliber. Um, maybe, I, I can't think of any, maybe Donovan, the team that he can back Donovan up for two or three years. I don't know. Mm. But, but, yeah, if, he's, if, there's a supp- I mean, if there's a supplemental draft that uh, they team people are talking about moving him to receiver or somewhere, I, he's not that fast to be a receiver. No, I mean, not. And, and then he's not used to taking hits with a safety coming across the middle. Mm-hmm. What, what route is he going to run in? He don't have that type of uh, fast twitch muscles uh, as a receiver has or a DB has that's going to break on him right, right away. Well, now he can, once he come out that pocket and start running, he is a different ball game. That's what he said. That's what they said about uh, Cordell Stewart, though, right? I mean, he could be the new slash. Ken said that last week or uh, two weeks ago that he could he could be the new slash. You know, he could do a lot of. He could run a ten yard out. I mean, he can do things that some receivers do. Yeah, you I know. I played against Cordell in college at Colorado, uh, coming from the University of Kansas, uh, Harvard of the Midwest. But I don't. I, Cordell was different. Cordell could uh, he he can run. Cordell, you could put him in a slot. You could put him at quarterback. And you had to. That's a that's a game plan that you got to go all week. Where is Cordell Stewart? I'm not. In, I can't see Terrell Pryor. Like, if you line up a receiver, I'm gonna put my third corner on him, and I'm gonna put my third corner on him and take him out of the game. I mean, he is six seven though. How, I mean, wasn't isn't he taller than Cordell was? Yeah. Isn't Cordell yeah. smaller? Cordell probably yes, six is. foot. Well, Cordell's about yeah. six six one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he has some things going, and he's got that speed. I mean, you can't yeah. teach how fast Terrell Pryor is. Yeah, and and I don't. I hate when um, coaches and everybody try to teach speed. Uh, if you want to teach speed, become a track coach. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing: Joe Pryor going to come to the NFL, take a pay cut. Oh yeah, he's gonna take a pay cut, all that. But he's still gonna get some more tattoos. Hey, we gotta get off this air. We gotta get off this mic. Hey, I, hey, I appreciate my, I appreciate DK calling in. As always, Alex in the studio, Samaj Kadir out in LA. Hey, this is the Quarmelas of Sports, Ken. All right, Minaj. If you're with your, you call her Minaj. Yes, I did. <laughs> Ken, get off your boss's lap and call him. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs>tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.